Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good hey y'all. Y'all dressed up podcast with your boy K Dizzle DC and Young Hef Streams. What up, Young Hef? What's up, man? I know we late, man. I apologize. I know we're late. The texts are going off. Texts the texts are coming through. Like, where you at? It's five o'clock. You've been hollering five o'clock all day. We'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen. Life happens. Things change. We, we we try not to be on CFP town, but some things happen and some things do. But look, it is all star. That's why you catching us early. It's all star weekend. The NBA is live and direct. But before we go into that, man, you know what we do. If you're not familiar, this is where we are every Sunday, usually at uh, what we say seven. No, nah, man. Nine. Good God. Way off, man. No, usually we're on. Usually we're on at nine o'clock, guys. I'm thinking about the game tonight. I'm thinking about the game because yeah. we kept going back and forth on what time we're going to start. We hear Sundays at nine, every Sunday at nine. All dressed up podcast, young have streams. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, IG, um, the B side on your mom's. Cable box, okay, <laughs> right next to channel 21 or channel 19, depending on where you live at, next to the box, music, television, you control. But we're here every Sunday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Again, we and, and you know what we might we might got to talk about that because we do have some uh, older folks that watch us too, K Dizzle, and I think they tend to fall asleep around 9:45. Oh. <laughs> so, not to not to put anybody out there, but I've been talking to some people behind the scenes. So who knows? We might we might start at eight thirty, but we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All eight of our viewers, uh, out of the eight viewers, six of them are in the other uh, part of the greatest generation, and they go to bed yeah at nine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We had to God do it accordingly. You're terrible. But look, man. Um, we said we were going to start out today with a couple things, man. Um, why did I just get a brain fart? You know why? Because everybody near mama, like your phone is buzzing, saying, hey, where you at? What you going? What you doing? We can't be late for CP time on nobody. Yeah, we CP can't be late nobody. Well, let's talk about, you know, just some of the things that are going on right now. Like right now, it's Women's History Month. Shout out to all, all of our beautiful women out there that we love and, uh, and dear. I know you have a lot of them, Kermit. Oh. Around you. Four sisters, four women, one beautiful wife. It's the life that I live. Not only, you know, the five aunts that I have and two uncles. Yeah, two or three uncles. Mm. But yeah, well, I, I live my life around, around women. Shout out to Women's History Month. Uh, rest in heaven. Lee Peace, Cicely Tyson. Um, there's plenty of women we we can go into that have made it more than more than their fair share contributions uh, to society as well as history. Behind every bl- great black man is a phenomenal black woman. We know that 110. percent Mama Heaven's in the building. Let me go ahead and push this over so we know everybody who's in the building. Um, but yes, it is Women's History Month. 
uh, make sure that we do talk about, encourage, and teach our youth about women in the history, roles that they have played, the major roles that they played. No doubt. And Monday is actually International Women's Day, so shout out again to the women. So great start to, to March. Um, hopefully we can start, you know, getting some warmer weather. It's all-star weekend. We're going to talk about that this evening, guys. Hopefully you can join in, have some fun with us, but um, a lot of things to talk about. Let's go. Let's talk first and foremost. Okay. The biggest thing that has happened since sliced bread, not only that, it is the biggest thing that everybody's talking about since Thursday night. It was Thursday night, like 10 o'clock when they dropped it on. What can that be? I don't know, man. Look, Amazon Prime made the deal of the century with Eddie Murphy and dropped Coming to America. Let's mm. talk about it because there are so many different reviews. Mixed, good, bad, happy, or sad. Young Half, tell me what you think. Please. Man, I'm going to tell you now. What's good, Raynard Cooper? I'm going to tell you now. When I w- All right, here's the thing. First off, if you saw the first coming to America, obviously it's a classic. Call classic, you know, whatever you want to call it. Everybody loved the movie. Right. Um, it's Thomas, right? Right. So anytime you get a movie that's that good, me personally, I won't set my expectations that high to expect it to be as good as the first one. Right. So it goes out to like, if you set your expectations to be like, oh man, it's got to be as good as the first one. And then you talking about 30 years later, you set yourself up for failure. So that's, that's on you. 100%. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, to answer your question, I love the movie. I thought the shit was great. I loved it too. I, loved I thought it. it was great. I watched it sober, didn't drink anything, nothing, you know, fresh, just came home from the gym. You know, I was having a wonderful day with, um, with my lady and everything, we went out and worked out and stuff. So, you know, shout out to her. Um, yeah, but I saying he fell asleep on it. Look, so you got it. You got, I've heard a couple of people say they fell asleep on it. That's because we, as the, as where we are in life, we try to watch it at the end of the day. Can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do it at all. But I, I got you. I understand that. But go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, man. But so I, I, you know, I turned it on. I was like, you know, let me, let me watch it with an open minded view. I already got the people asking me all week, like, you know, to give me a, give, give, give my review on the movie. And, and, and they started saying it was trash. So I'm like, how in the hell can you say it's trash? So I turned it on and, you know, the cinematography is looking good. The, 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 um, the graphics are looking nice. You know, it's supposed to be in Africa, but they're probably filming right. it in like Miami Dade County, <laughs> but it's, it's still looking pretty authentic. Like, you know, that Rick Ross's house and everything. The movie was Tyler actually Perry starting Studios. off strong. Yeah. You know, shout out to Tyler Perry Studios, but yeah, it started I'm off strong. Yeah. I'm just saying that's a good. Point. I, I, I thought, it, I thought it was solid. Um, I, I, I got some laughs out of it when I saw Michael Blackson. You know, I think anytime Michael Baxter shows up, I'm gonna start laughing. Oh, you know, that's, that's one thing for me. Um, and then Wesley Snipes got a check. See, that's the beautiful oh, thing about, man. about this movie, right? The yeah. beautiful thing about this movie, it gave so many people opportunities. Well, Rice. I'm gonna say this. Look, Wesley Snipes, regardless of the opportunity, Wesley Snipes did a phenomenal job in that movie. He did. I liked the movie. I think the biggest issue with us, us, Y'all know who I'm talking about. Is that we went in with this 
with these such high expectations. That preconceived notion has got to be as good as the first one. Exactly. Those high expectations of it to blow the first one out of the park when it was never the case. It wasn't going to be that. Some smart people said that. The only way you could really enjoy it was to go in with a fresh, um, unfiltered, you know, unsaturated thought process just to enjoy it. If you went in and critique it from the first one, you weren't going to like it. But if you have, but if you have any type of sense of how to watch a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could see the clever way that the movie was like kind of making fun yeah. of itself for even being yeah. in existence because it had a couple of parts to where it was like, you know, sequels are never as good as the first. Right. And I thought that was kind of clever. Um, you know, they showed different ways of how, you know, New York changed from before yeah. when he was back 30 years ago. So I thought, you know, Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it. Oh, it's all a spoiler alert. You might as well just say it now. The way that they tied in the fact that he had a son, a bastard son, the way they tied it in and they hit it into the story, I thought was great. I loved it, man. It was it was good. It was good. It was good writing. It was funny. I thought in certain parts you had different appearances that made me just chuckle just for seeing them. Like when I saw Rotimi out there, I started laughing. When I saw Rotimi, I thought that shit was funny for some reason. You know what I'm saying? This little (laughs) IG dude from Butterscotch. If you haven't seen him, the Butterscotch when he does that little that little um, character that he does, I thought it was coming. I thought that was a missed opportunity. I thought that was funny. Yeah. And then my man, and then shout out to John Amos. He's like 130 years old. Shout out to John Amos. Damn. He's like a living fossil. I was like, for those who don't know, for those who don't know John Amos by his name, that's the dad off good times. Yeah. You but know, I mean, bro, he looked old in that movie. He looked old in that <laughs> He's old. I, but, but good to see him. Shout out to, uh, bearded brother in the building. Hey, look. What's up, bearded brother? Yo. Leslie Jones carried a lot of those scenes, bro. Carried a lot of those. Scenes. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. Good. Hilarious. Good. Her, her and Tracy Morgan, they got that chemistry, man. That you was- know, they, they, they definitely showed their chemistry. And, and that was funny, you know, when they kind of did a flashback and they played off the, the original movie when Eddie Murphy and, um, Arsenio was at the club. Right. Looking for a girl, and like he ended, uh, Eddie Murphy ended up stumbling off and meeting Leslie Jones. I thought that was kind of funny. Right. So the only other movie I could compare this to, which wasn't a wasn't an equal comparison. When I was thinking about it, we were talking about it earlier. Was yeah, coming to America and then coming to America was you remember Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah. Do you remember the remake of Total Recall with um, what's his name? Do you remember that movie? Nah. I don't even remember that movie. See? <laughs> nah. But why should I remember that? That shit. Exactly. The only one that you remember is the first one. The second one was good in its own right, but it was forgettable. This wasn't forgettable. This was paying homage to the first movie. And it, and it brought everything from the first movie back. That's what I saw this as. That's a perfect way. That's a perfect way. What up? What up, Tony M? Um, that's a perfect way to sum it up. I think so. It paid homage to the first one, you know, with a lot of the flashbacks with keeping. But he looked good. He did have three scenes. Rotimi was pointless. That was hilarious, man. Yo, I could have. I just. He was all dancing all up behind Tiana Taylor too. She had her appearance in it. She was the. Uh, that was his soon to be queen. queen. Yeah, that was the second scene though. 
Oh, I just knew, man. I just knew Tiana Taylor was still going to be in that hall the same way. <laughs> <laughs> the same way she was still barking. Right. The same way she was still barking. What up, Rob? Shout out to Rob Wells. That was such man. an opportunity because Rotimi has that hilarious butterscotch <laughs> character that he does, man. Man, what was this butterscotch shit you talking about? Hey, You're going to make me pull this shit up, bro. I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't care what anybody says. Even though some people thought it was corny when they threw the funeral for the dad and he wasn't dead yet. Right. That shit was hilarious. Shout out to the realities podcast. Uh, my cousin Ray Sean, she, she hosts that show. Check her out. Um, but yeah, uh, that shit was hilarious. He was standing up in the casket and they had Morgan Freeman giving a eulogy. Yeah. That's classic. And then you had Gladys yeah. Knight singing Midnight Train from Zamunda. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. Yo, that shit was funny. That shit. See, I'm going to pull this up since you don't know what I'm talking about. If y'all don't know, don't know. what I'm talking about. Oh, what up, Big P? If y'all don't know what, what I'm talking P? about, oh, Timmy and his, um, his, his Mr. Butterscotch character. I'm going to pull this shit up. All right, well, why are you pulling up some Butterscotch stuff that I don't know? What the hell are you about to pull up? Hell up. Let's talk about Party with me. I'm still here. <laughs> Shout out to, to Malika Shanae. It's on the soundtrack. Um, what was I about to say? Damn it, it slipped my mind. You don't even know. So you get no. No. Hey, let me pull this. Let me pull up this Mr. Butterscotch. Oh, no, no. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Here you here go. Here you go. Right here. Hold on, man. Mr. Butterscotch. Hold on. Ladies, ladies, and more ladies. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good morning. Butter <laughs> <Everybody>, Daddy. <laughs> How in the hell did you find this? Yo, what are you talking about, man? You must follow it. It's hilarious, bro. I do follow Oh my goodness. I ain't trying to clown you, man, but that shit is crazy. That's not even a good one, but that's, that's what it is. Yeah, that is a long way from Dre from Power, but that's his versatility, I guess. That is a long way. A hell of a long way. But no, but that's what I was going to say, though. The main character, the son, uh, his name's Jermaine Fowler. He's from Hinesville, Maryland. Yeah. Shout out to PG County. So PG County definitely came through. Um, You know, he was born in D.C., raised in Hinesville. Another person from the DMV coming out, getting another another opportunity. So that's a good thing. We everywhere. We we everywhere. What's up, Auntie? They just figuring that out. But look, let's let's talk a little more deep about this and in us and our community. Talking about this bar that we set for us that sometimes is unattainable. Coming to America came out even before it hit and anybody said it. Everybody was setting this high bar, this level of expectation of saying it better do this and better do that, uh, or it's not going to be, it's not going to be worth it, right? We, for some reason, always try to set that bar for us so much higher than everything else, everybody else, right? But that goes back to every conversation we have, right, with each other. We'll always hear somebody bragging, right? Yeah. About somebody. And then the first thing you say is, Oh man, he ain't better than what's than, than, than what's you call than Jordan. Him. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how that's just how the culture is, yeah. man. He ain't better than Chappelle. He ain't better than so and so. Right. But I mean, just you gotta just be a fan of it and enjoy it. Like every single part of this, even the part when they talked about him having his royal bathing, he was like, "Yo, 
Y'all gonna baby me? All three of y'all? <laughs> and then Leslie had her part with the with the with the dude holding his breath under the water. So there was so much good there was so much good, so much paying homage to the old movie that it was able to stand on the song and be funny on the song. I but it had a lot of good undertones to it too. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but like a lot of good undertones to where, you know, the daughter was given the, the kingdom or the queendom, we should say. And it took away a lot of the stereotypes. And that was another great thing about the movie. Like really good, really good undertones about, you know, different social issues were in that. So I it thought, was good stuff. Yeah. The daughters were good. It showed how, you know, um, how he came back and became just like his father and didn't make the changes that he started and he revolutionized by bringing Lisa back home. So it was a growth in him. I understand that part of the story. And his daughters was off the chain. That middle one was, was fierce. Yeah. The old one, but the middle one, I don't even think she smiled like twice in that movie outside of the end. Oh yeah. With the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. She had the little grin. So she was scared. It was intense, bro. I, you know, I, the other part was, I think I was looking more from Eddie and Arsenio. But I had to remember how old they were too. <laughs> but you gotta give them. But you gotta give them credit that like they're they're close to sixty years old, man. That's what, you know, looking good. That's in that's, good shape. That's not old, old. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that because we're we were expecting. I'm, that's not John. That's not John Amos old. No, that ain't John Amos old. John Amos <laughs> is a step away from. from he's he's like. I'll say that. I ain't okay. Oh, all right, but. You see John Amos in the movie, he looked ashy. He looked old and ashy, especially in the McDow- in the McDowell's scene. I was like, God, just mm. just dude. But yeah, they did really good. They did really good for what this. I was expecting more, but overall, it came out fantastic. So I think we spent enough on coming to America. All you haters can continue to hate. Even there was even some hate talking about how. That, um, how it was still, this movie was disrespectful to Nigerians or Africans because of the accents and all that. I ain't got time for that shit. You know, so I'm trying to compare it. Man, that shit, that shit goes both ways, man. Y'all can, y'all can keep y'all upset asses to the left, okay? Just enjoy (laughs) the goddamn movie. Just stay on the left side. Keep that shit over there. All right. Nah, you're right about that. And then like like Reality's podcast is saying, change the cycle of the old regime. Like that's that's a good one. Exactly. Right. I, we It was a feel good movie, man. It was a feel good like, movie. Like with all the bullshit that's going on, it was one of those movies that we could sit back and watch like the let's talk about the wardrobe. It was beautiful. <laughs> you know, the shit. Oh. The colors and the and the wardrobe is just tight and, and Rick Ross's mansion, the marble floors was, was shined up. I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> Peaches and Caress was looking like two strong blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> oh they age too. They weren't the same in the booth. Oh no. He was an oatmeal raisin cookie. Oh, you guys are going in. Oatmeal raisin cookie. I thought mm. he looked like a ginger snap. Oh, <laughs> like a ginger snap. <laughs> oh, man. That's the perfect cookie. John Amos looked like a ginger I shouldn't snap. Even, I shouldn't even have brought that up, man. <laughs> now I feel bad. Well, no. 
All right, we just spent plenty of time on coming to America. Good movie. All you hate is continue. I say go see it. You ain't got to go far. Go Take your lazy it. ass to your living room. Put on Amazon Prime. If you ain't got Amazon Prime, stay your friends. Log in and, and support. Like, you got Amazon Prime. What's wrong with you? Like, that's like not having Netflix or not having a friend with Netflix. Nah, but before we leave the movie, though, I did like the first barbershop scene when he was talking about Mayweather and Pacquiao. Yes. I like yes. that. Yes. yes. Paying homage to the first yes. movie when they were talking about Ali and Rocky Marciano. Yeah, Randy Watson. Randy Watson made a good cameo. Yeah. He made a good cameo. Sexual Chaka. That was good. All right. All right, man. So, yeah, go see that one. Go see that one. Go view it. Go check it out. Support. It needs the numbers. Look, what's going to get the numbers tonight is the NBA all-star jam. And chat, and chat, stick with this too because we're going to make an interesting, uh, I guess topic change Oof. from All-Star Weekend to, to something else. So it's not going to be All-Star Weekend out for the rest of the show. No. So stick with this, but it is All-Star Weekend. It is in Atlanta. It is Talk going down. Last week. Okay. Yep. I seen him. <laughs> I seen a meme where it said HIV and COVID nineteen together like the blood and the Crips. I got that sent to me too, man. I said, "Oh man, gosh, I you know it's just tough." Look, <laughs> Ginger Snap. I hope Blake Griffin's not going to the Nets, man. Blake Griffin going to the Nets? I hope not. Um, I heard those rumors. I heard those. I don't think he make. I don't think he make that much of a difference though. Mm, I don't know. I can't call it. I can't call it. But um, the teams are chosen. The teams are picked. Team LeBron and Team Durant. What's your thoughts? Team LeBron and Team Durant. Um, obviously, Durant's not playing. You want to talk about the game first? Or you want to talk about the challenge and stuff in order? Let's go to. Let's talk about the game first. Then we'll talk about the challenge. All right, we'll go to the game first. Okay, it's all over, IG. Yeah, I mean, um. I'm I'm taking Team LeBron. LeBron came out with some strong picks, uh, like I touched yeah. about it on the last on the last show. He's got in his starting five. He's got Doncic. He's got Nikola Jokic. He's got the Greek Freak, mm-hmm. and he's got Steph Curry. Yeah. So, and then I just heard. You know me. I'm always getting my sports updates last minute. I just heard that um, Embiid, Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. Con- contact tracing. Yeah, he's so, like, damn. Be in. Another, another loss for Team Durant. Yeah. But I mean, they got another be. loss for Team Durant. So yeah, I'm just thinking it's going to be, it's going to be a LeBron show. What'd you say? No, no, I was, I was laughing at another loss for Team Durant. But they got a strong, they got a strong squad too. They have starting Bill. Shout out to, shout out to the Wizards. Shout out to Bill. Man. man, Kyrie's probably going to go out there and shoot the ball 63 times. 69. I put 69. <laughs> um, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, put out, put out in the chat early though, who's going to be your picks for MVP? Ooh. For the All-Star game. Put in the chat early. We'll look at, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. But who's your pick, who's your pick for All-Star game MVP, K Dizzle? Mmm. You know who I think gonna ball out? Oh. And I'm, and you can call me hometown, hometown homie, but I think Bill's gonna go there and ball out. I think he's got a, he's got one of the on his shoulders 
that he he not only does he belong there, that he should have been there. Yeah, yeah, but people know, but, but people know Bill can score though. People know Bill can score like we do in some people. But you got to remember, the Wizards for a long time have been looked over because they haven't had the greatest seasons. Yeah, we've, oh. we've been a lot of things for a long time. A lot of things for a long time. Malika says James Harden. Mm. James Harden's on the ball out too. He's over there with Kyrie Irving because you know KD picked all the nets. Yeah, he did. But um, man, I don't know, man. I, I you know I'm always Team LeBron, but to see LeBron out there with with the Greek Freak and and Doncic and Steph Curry, whew, yeah, it's I don't know. Be, it's gonna be a shoot off between Doncic and um and Steph. So Malik is picking James Harden for MVP. Hmm. Yeah, Chad, who you got MVP? All right, so let's back up. So let's go to the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. Now, you got some all-stars coming out for the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. You got Doncic and Chris Paul headlining. This is also including Sabonis' son, DeMontis. Julius Randle, who's balling out for the Knicks. No one's talking about the Knicks, but I got a lot of friends from Brooklyn. The Knicks are fourth in the East, sir. Really? With uh. With the Philadelphia 76ers dealing with some contract tracing or whatever you want to call it. Then you got Nikola Vucevic and Robert Covington in the, in the Taco Bell skills challenge. Who you got? You got to name those again. Cause All right, I'm going to go through it again. I'll do it again. Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, DeMontis Sabonis, Julius Randle, Nikola Vucevic, and Robert Covington. This is the Taco Bell skills challenge. This is the challenge where they go through and make a couple of passes, go in and out. They weave around the stuff, hit a layup, shoot a three, bop, you know. And whoever has the fastest time wins. Hmm. I kind of like Chris Paul in that. That's a a safe pick. That is a safe pick. I kind of like Chris Paul. Chad, where y'all at tonight? Who y'all picking in in the skills challenge? Let's let's get live. Let's see if you take Chris Paul. That's that's a good that's a good pick. I gotta I gotta take Doncic in that. If you take Chris it's Paul, either him or Don, yeah, it's either him or Chris Paul. Either okay. One. Oh, who, oh, we didn't say Zion is replaced the now. NBA as starter, he could ball out. Oh, Zion, sure. Yes. He's so he's going to be over there with Team Durant. He might that, he might be a sneaky pick for uh, MVP. Yeah, I like that. The only reason I say him because I knew he was going to be on the bench, but with Embiid out, yeah. Mm. Then you got the three point contest. We got Steph Curry. You already know. I don't care about that. <laughs> we got Steph Curry. Don't even ask me. Chef Curry with the shot. <laughs> with the Jason shot. Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown. Zach Levine and Mike Conley. I think Mike Conley got replaced, or maybe it might be mistaken. I should yeah, well, double Conley, check that. Conley, Conley is in that contact tracing issue, but nobody's messing with your boy. Steph, Jeff, easy Jeff win. No flawless victory. Flawless victory. Finish him. Everybody else, you sit down. What's the over under out of, out of thirty points? Out of thirty points, you say you can get about twenty, twenty, twenty five. 29. What? I feel like he can uh, 29. Oh, so you said he coming out striking. He coming out striking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's saying he's coming out striking. Right? 
Man, the boy's a freak of nature. Yeah, he's a, he's retarded, bro. I've never I, seen a body be able to continuously do the exact repeated motion and come up with the same <laughs> result like that. His I, shots, I was, they don't rim. Do you notice that? And them shits drop. And they got the arc and everything. And he doesn't even have to jump that high. He just... It's that, it's that, like you said, that muscle memory. I'm watching a game with my girl the other day. She said, she said, he's a freak of nature. I said, relax, please. <laughs> but he is a freak of nature. They don't drop. They, I'm, they drop literally inside the basket. They don't touch the rim like that. They don't. Mm. It's, just, it's bananas. So you saying stuff going to wrap it up. No questions. Gonna wrap it up. No question. He just want to go home with it. And I think if he does like 29 or 30, they're going to ban him from the next one. So, so the slam, <laughs> all the shit you say to me about Rihanna. Oh boy, the chat's getting personal before we even get to the personal conversation. Wait a minute. Slow Wait down. Minute. Slow down. And then, so we, they're doing something new this year, right? They have the dunk contest at halftime. At halftime. Because they don't have anybody that you've ever heard of in the dunk contest. So let's play it at halftime. You got Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. And no disrespect to these guys because I'm sure they're super athletic. You got Cassius Stanley. (laughs) Classic first names. You got Anthony Cassius and Obi Toppin. And Obi Toppin. (laughs) So... Please, you know, don't miss halftime, whatever you do. Don't miss halftime because these three guys are going to be jumping out the gym. I don't know who's going to win, to be honest with you. I can't tell you. I can't tell you either. I really don't care. Don't care either. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't care. But as long as I get entertained. um, We're entertained. I don't don't (laughs) care. But that's, I mean, I guess that's where we are in basketball right now. I was watching. It feels like randoms doing the dunk contest. We are a long way from. I'm a. I'm a. Um, speak on my my age right now. We are a long way from like Clyde the Glide. That's a hard sell right there. No bull. Nah, but look though. I was I was watching a top a top like all star dunk um contest like compilation. A compilation, right? And I'm watching all the dunks from over the years and how, like, the camera got grainier and grainier. And, like, the dunks back then, and I'm not talking about Jordan and, like, Dominique, but, like, some of these other guys, like, like Stansberry and some of these other cats, no disrespect to them either, but they were doing some simple shit, getting tens, and I'm like, what in the world? Like, doing some one-hand bop tens. And like all of a sudden now, as the, as the, as the show I was watching sped up, I'm watching Zach Levine do 360 windmills between the legs. I'm watching uh, Gordon sit on top of the mascot's head and dunk it. I wouldn't want to get in a dunk contest either because what the hell can you do? What's, What's left? But look, and it's funny that you brought it up because you got to remember too, it's different times, right? Two different times, two different eras. I saw a graph where it showed. Um, it showed the entire court and it showed mm-hmm. the field goal percentage and where mm-hmm. the field goal percentages are versus, I think it was like five years ago, there was like a additional 40% of field goal percentages inside. And, and also, and also a higher volume of shots in ev- yeah, the volume of the shots and everything else moved outside on the three point perimeter. 
Like it was a huge difference. It's like everything that moved that inside game moved out to the perimeter to the outside game. Like nowadays they don't want that kind of smoke. And the only time they come in is when they dunking hard and it's used for recreational purposes only. That's it. The game has been elevated to a point where now it's all about jump shots. It ain't a lot of inside. When's the last time you seen somebody really, really playing hard in the post all game? The closest person you could say is Embiid. And we talked about that before. Yeah, that's it. But everybody else, everybody else is on the perimeter. Everybody else taking those shots. Taking those- but the game has changed. And, and, I, and I was in, I was on Twitter the other day, right? And I had some people hating on me on Twitter, but, but I was basically saying they were like offensive defense. And, you know, but I, they were like offensive defense. I said, but you got to look at how the game is called right now. The game is called to cater towards the offense. So it, it, it comes to a certain point where I'm not even going to put my offensive star on your best offensive guy to get him in foul trouble, get him all tired, because I just want him to run. It's the same as football, though. Shout out to Uncle Witch in the building. It's the same as football. You know, same stuff. I mean, what you mean? It's allowing the offense to score more points, which gets more viewers, uh, right? more airtime. So the game has changed. It's elevated. You're right. From basic dunks to windmills to behind the back to somersaults and you can even you can even look at some of the playbacks of just the playoff series that LeBron was in about five years ago. Like some of those scores were like in the eighties, yeah. you know, in the nineties. And I know the playoffs is different in the regular season, but these games are finishing at one thirty, one forty. Yeah, like it's, it's, and that's why Bradley Bill's getting pissed off. He's, he's scoring fifty points a game, and the Wizards are scoring one hundred and fifteen, but they're giving up one hundred and thirty. Yeah, shit's crazy. It's a no win situation. No win situation, man. So that's that's a that is a hard sale, super hard sale. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you not do? You stack up on on becoming a super team if you want to win a championship. Because I hate to say it. When's the last team you've seen drafted its way to a championship? Over, over, ever, ever since Boston, you know, the Celtics when they teamed up with KG and Rayon and Paul Pierce and Rondo. Yeah. And then LeBron took that wave and then KD took his, you know, path through Golden State. Like, you're not going to have a team organically win it. Like, the, the closest team set up to possibly do that right now would be Utah. Yes. Because Utah has talent that was homegrown. Yep. That's why, you know, LeBron was messing with them in the, in the draft when he said, you know, we didn't grow up playing with any teams in Utah and, and video games. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was joking because he didn't pick Donovan Mitchell in the All-Star game. But, like, those guys are out there balling. Yeah. And, and that's the tough part about those small market teams. You know, those small market teams, you have to draft well, and then you have to bring in talent around that person that you drafted. Yeah. Topic is the new generation. Watering down sports. Hmm. Elaborate. <laughs> don't be don't be throwing shots out there. Marcus Stegi still got game getting three weeks of practice. Video him shooting three. This is getting personal. Yeah, a lot Video of people shooting three pointers to see if he can make eight out of twenty shots. No, eight out of twenty. Look at eight out of twenty. What you want to put on it? God. What, what do you want to put on it right now? You get if you give me three weeks, K does. I'm gonna tell you right now. No, let's stop right now. Stop the show because I love the interaction. The chat comes to me. Stop the show. Time out. 
Give me three weeks to practice and record me no editing. I will make eight out of 20. But I need all three weeks of those to practice, though. I'm not going to go out there and make eight out of 20 right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, hey, people are now there when we was out there in BMO, we was going to the court on Sundays. Who was that with the whole squad? I forgot you was going out there. Yeah, you forgot about it. I forgot you. I forgot you was out there. No editing more. I don't know why he's doubting me, man. Pizza, you know what? Pizza hater. P is shooting shots hard. But when she says is the is the new generation watering down sports. In my opinion, the new generation is so quick to say somebody's the greatest, you know. And 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 another thing too, when I watch, when I watch games now, every play the commentator commentates. I know that was redundant. Every play the comment uh, commentator is analyzing basically says, "Oh, that was the greatest shot ever, or one of the greatest moves." You know, everything's the greatest. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably why you get that that watered down feedback because it's like you've seen everything. It's almost like being desensitized to like spectacular moves. You've seen it all. You know, all they do is shoot threes, right? You know, I'm I'm getting tired of turning the game on and the tallest people on the court are at the three point line. And that's another reason why the defense is poor because those tall guys that shoot threes, you're taking that role of the guy who's supposed to protect yeah. the round. The tall guys are shooting threes now. I think, what what you can truly say is, if if you talk about the new generation, we're too quick to crown, crown a king, and we're too quick to cancel. So yes, it, mm. it goes on both ends. That can be a topic for another day. Being too quick to cancel, you know, cancel somebody. So it's it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing because it's instant. They live a, you live a lifestyle of everything is instant, which means that the next new thing is the next new thing and you forgot about the last new thing. You didn't have, you spent no time savoring the greatness of that last thing. It's no longer great to you. Now this is the greatest because that's taking your attention off of what came before it. When what came before it is why you're able to see what you're seeing now. So, that goes, you can go a whole different direction with that. A whole different direction with that. I, we live in the instant society. The Instapot. Yeah, you can, you can take that to, to rap music. I should, and that's a whole other conversation. I just said, I shared a meme earlier this week talking about, you know, uh, my grandma looking at me at heaven, um, watching me put chicken in the air fryer. Man mm. is the world. I saw that. Here's my skillet. I saw that. Where's where's my skillet? So, but the air fryer is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know how to cook, like you can't go putting like a whole fried chicken in the know. air fryer. He's protecting the air fryer. I mean, yeah, you can't. It's your fault if you go putting the whole flour on the chicken and everything in the air. Like you got to make sure you cook it the right way. There you go, Chad. Out of chat jumping. Players have the freedom and ability to extend the defense beyond normal capacity with the three game. Yes, that's true. The game wasn't meant to be played this way, but it is. Defense can't support all that. Too much space, too many lanes. And, and not just that, you not just that, Uncle Witch, but you also have all that space with faster athletes and people who jump higher. You can't cover <laughs> the entire, the entire, 
entire damn field. You can't cover the whole whole court. One hundred percent. When everybody can shoot, you're right. Everybody's now a shooter. The center's a shooter. The power forward. Beforehand, it was just you knew the guard, the point guard, and the shooting guard. And sometimes a power forward would step back and take shots, and sometimes a shooting forward. Well, look at how the point guard evolved. You would like everybody used to be like Chris Paul, not as good as Chris Paul, but everybody had that traditional style. Right. And they played that, you know, make the right pass first play style, make the play first and everything. And now your point guard has evolved into the Steph Curry's and Russell Westbrook's, you know, the guys I was watching Westbrook bang. He used to dunk aggressively ridiculous. at point guard. You know what I'm saying? What do you say? I'm old school all the way, but some of these young guys are playing scary. Yeah. They are. It's un- and it's unfortunate because you're, you're not going to see any defense in this era. You're going to see guys score 30 points a game. A lot of guys are averaging triple doubles. And when people look back, it's just going to be like, damn, you know, we, we were, we were blessed to, I guess, live around a lot of talent to see a lot of good players play at one time. It's a game of shooters. It's a shooter. Shooters game. John Morant was on Twitter the other day. John Morant, you know, he plays for the Grizzlies, superstar, definitely up and coming young bull. He was on Twitter. He said, gotta do more because he got, I guess, snubbed, right? But he just simply just said, gotta do more. And I respect that comment, you know, because a lot of players come out there and they, you know, they start talking shit, pointing fingers. But that's the thing, you know, when you have all that talent across the board, when you say, oh, I should have made the all-star game. Okay. Over who? Yep. Over who? State your case for who you should have made it over. Yeah. Cause it's so many, it's so deep. Super deep. Super deep. State your case. I, I got oh. chat coming to me talking about shoot threes. <laughs> I done seen it all on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Calling my jump shot out. Envy do be buying folks, but not enough. Not enough. I, everybody's scared. You gotta, you gotta, um, you got a kid like Zion Wilson that comes from college that is a freak of nature, size, stature, that can end your career if he dunks on you the wrong way. You're getting oh, out of the way. You protect the bag. A hundred percent. You're gonna protect the bag. LeBron too. You can take young you can take young Giannis Duncan and LeBron, you still yeah. step right to the side. So it is it is a completely different game, hundred percent. Oh, K Dizzle. I played ball with Tony M. He's talking about we had lifetimes court. Man, <laughs> that dude is strong. Man, I ran into this dude. Usually I like get the advantage, right? If I run head up with somebody. Man, we on a basketball court going for a rebound, and I think we just collided. I ain't want to play no more with him. I said, look, I don't want to play. You should be playing football somewhere. Why the hell are you out here playing, Tony? Get off and, the court. Yeah, man. Get off the court, man. <laughs> we should put pads on. <laughs> <laughs> your ground. Hold your ground. He said, oh, man. $50. Look, Pete always put the money out there, man. He come on in and put the money out there. I can hear him now. Three weeks. Oh, I gave you three weeks. Three weeks, half. Three weeks. Oh, man. You know, you know, when there, there was a day when I had time to just sit around and play basketball with you guys and, and, and prove all you wrong. But, you know, I've grown up. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've matured. You know, I don't get paid to play out here in the streets. 
P trying to kill you fifty dollars. Oh, yeah, but he want me to come out there. He, he out there like this guy really came up that fast with eight of twenty, three weeks, fifty dollars. No editing the footage. Shit, no, no editing the footage. He wanted live. Shout out to oh, Big P, man. God. That's a hell. Of, that's a hell of a challenge. I'll, I'll let you know, man. Oh man. All right, so you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Thank you for the confidence. Speaking of challenges, here's a segue to the rest. All-star challenge. All-star. Oh, the biggest all-star challenge. Here's the biggest one. The topic of tonight's rabbit hole. Give it to him. What's the challenge? All right, so... <laughs> I got to give the topic to the tonight's rabbit hole, but I'm not going to say who came up with the topic like six days ago and wrote it out there and said, hey, man, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. And I said, cool. And then afterwards, I said, well, shit, you know, I don't really know where to kind of pull this information from, but I'll talk to the people, you know. So I said, we'll talk to the people and see um, when is it time to leave your current situation? And when I say situation, I mean relationship, your significant other your person that you you know you, you share all your time with when is the time to pick up and go when is the time to say it's over we're talking about the top five what'd you say the when do you know when do you know when the top five ways you know it's time to go and it started with the all-star weekend because yeah. a lot of relationships ended off of that back in the day a lot of people went to All Star Weekend and came Ooh. home, and the locks was changed. Woo! When do? You, all right. So while we're talking this topic, <laughs> make sure you put in when you know when you know it's time to hit the road. Over oh, to hit the road. When do you know? What's your last straw? What's, What's your last straw? What is your know? last straw? I, man, you know what? If if I show up at home. And my shit's out front. I know it's time to go. I know, I know it's time to go because that took some effort. That took more than just anger. That took an action plan. My stuff was put to the left, to the left. Preconceived notion. That was a premeditated move. Premeditated move. When they said outside. they didn't care about if I resided there longer than 30 days. <laughs> so I guess that's my number one way I know it's it's time to go. It's too late by then. It's that's the literal. So yeah, we're, so we're talking. What's that? Malika says when things get toxic. Really? Because here's here's what I know. In relationships, you have toxic moments in time. Super toxic moments in time. We're going to rank 2021 vocabulary with toxic, entanglement. Entanglement, toxic. But go ahead. It's Um, just words I've been hearing. Cap. 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 If I hear another person say cap, what what are you capping? Are you finishing up what you're talking about? Are you bringing it to a close? Are you capping off a sentence? You're showing your age, bro. Hey, man. I can't always. I can't always do it. I know. So that's hard to say, Malika. When you, is that when you know when, when it's time to cut that relationship short? When things get toxic? Come on, Doctor K. Dizzle, define toxic. Battle in the heat of the battle, right? 
you 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 use every tool in the armory. You have those three plus you have those three things in your tool belt that if it get a little too spicy in that conversation, or that we're not gonna call it argument, we're gonna call it conversation, we'll pop one of them things out. That's how hmm. I know that's how your mama used to treat you. You know he going to the left. You know he going to that's toxic. That don't mean it's over. That don't mean it's over. <laughs> but oh Pat say when your man or woman is sleeping in another room, I gotta put a, a term on that. Like a, a length of time on that. It's I guess that could be situational. Situation. Clothes outside, yeah, it's time to go. You have no choice in that matter at that point. <laughs> Toxic <sighs> situational. Toxicity. Toxicity. Man, 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 a, a woman sleeping another. I snore my girl out the room sometimes, so I can't even get mad at that. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just keep it real. Um, but what else, man? I know y'all got more reasons when you know it's time to go. All right, how about this? How about? What you got? No, go, go, go. If they're not willing to change your toxic behavior, I'm out. So that's 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 a statement already saying if they're not willing to change, you know. Yes. So that person's already going to put in the finger. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, I mean I can see that though. You know, not willing to change the toxic behavior, but when the, when the communication starts to fade away, you know, at the end of the day, you know what your foundation is built on, right? So if if it's if something's built upon a certain foundation, and then all of a sudden I see that foundation starting to fall apart or missing things that I know was a part of that said foundation, I know it's time to go, Likewise. because. If we're built upon communication, if 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 our relationship is built on trust and we always can, can communicate, mm-hmm. and there's never a question that's off base because it comes down to the boundaries that were set in the beginning of the relationship. Because if the boundaries were set up at the beginning of the relationship to say, let me give you a corny example. I mean, it's not it's not corny, but it's specific. Let's say we have an open phone policy. If my phone's sitting down. You can pick it up and use it, right? We don't have to go get our phone to use it, right? So let's say in the beginning of our relationship, we have an open phone policy. But let's say now all of a sudden, you can't pick my phone up. Right. Right? Now all of a sudden, hey, what you doing? I'm coming around the corner looking for my phone, lunching out because I'm like, what the hell are you doing on my phone? Hey, where's that coming from? You know, that's when you start to notice the foundation. Something's changing. So at that point, you at least have to address it. At least address it before you necessarily just say it's time to go. But you know, that's that's the beginning sign, in my opinion. Just certain things start to change. Yeah. When you what when certain things start to change, I had I put this up in a couple of the responses I got were from uh, Iman Street said when you have to ask yourself that question. <laughs> When, when you think it's time for you to go, if you have to start asking yourself that question, that's when you know things have changed and you start having to make those decisions. But then, when it circles back to communication, that's the part. That's the tough part. That's really a tough part. Uh, Let's see what the chat's saying. The chat's saying when, when one keeps complaining about 
everything. Someone's getting tired of somebody. So somebody just starts complaining. <laughs> it's time to go. Damn, Pete. Damn, Pete. Pete don't got no patience, man. Pete don't have no patience, man. Your Pete don't stand for patience, Big Pete. No, it don't. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, if your girl get mad at you because you forget to take the trash out, you're like, oh, man, get the hell out. It's time to go. I'm quit. That ain't going to work. Nah, man. You're going to be going by yourself for a while. Forever. Okay, so. We're, hold on. When things were one way and then you see changes. <laughs> and you said that, too. So. Now we got to talk about why they're changing. If you know, you got to. But what? Out why but what is? But what's changing too? Because there's some severity to what's changing. If it's just like all of a sudden, every time you go out, my girl's wearing the same, you know, sweatpants and, and hoodie. Every time she's going out, she's wearing the same sweatpants and hoodie. Oh, baby, I'll be back. I'm going to the store. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, I holler at you. And then all of a sudden, you do a double take when you see your girl walking to the door and she's got on some type of like real, you know, whatever the ladies want to like fashion over dress or some shit. <laughs> and she's stepping out. Something's changing. You know, that's what we got to talk about. Hey, I'm going to go back to what Mama have said, but uh-oh. we said when that I love you turn, you, you used to get every day, you're short the I-L-Y. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let me just let me let me just sit in this just to make sure you know I'm still checking the box. <laughs> let me just check the box. Stand out all night, seeing you with the boys or girls, or the bedroom changes. All those, everything that you're pointing out are symptoms, right? But when is it time? But when is it time to go after those conversations were had? All right, look, you're going out too much. You're staying out too late. When is it the breaking point? Is our question. I'm. I let me answer because you asked the first one. Let me answer. When for me, I'm going to say if we've had those conversations and the respect is no longer there, meaning respect for my feelings. How I feel in the situation versus how you feel in the situation. If you don't respect that enough to make a change, it's time to go. You gotta go at that point because if you don't, if I say, "Hey, this is the problem. This is what I see. You hanging out all night. I don't like it. You're not telling me all everything. We're not communicating. What's going on?" And you say, "Well, deal with it." Yeah. Fuck you. Lack of better words. Sorry. <laughs> That's the only. You get older, you start those, you know, that stuff just goes out the window. You got to say, look, if you no longer respect me enough to tell me the truth, you're going to do all that shit on the side or whatever you're doing. I got to go at that point. That's when I know when it's time to go. If you don't, if you no longer respect the relationship or what we're trying to build, you got to go. If you can't evolve, you can't evolve together. It's a break in the point. That's tough too. Very true. You start to outgrow your partner and things that they want to do starts to become not the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you got to just have that conversation and that, and that realization. So that's, that's definitely some good, good, uh, input from the chat. Oof. But look, man, that's a tough thing because here's, here's what you have in that dyma- dynamic when you're talking about leaving the relationship. 
and we didn't put a timestamp on it. We didn't put uh, general. We we kind of generalized it because it could be a six month relationship, six year, sixteen, twenty six, um, married, single, married, filing for divorce, <laughs> married, separated, um, relationship, thinking about marriage. Don't matter. These are call signs that you need to really look out for, and they're always the bat signals that give you <clears throat> that give you um, warning signs on what needs to be fixed before you go any further with it. Or if you're already in a relationship, um, the warning signs of it coming to an end because either either you or that person or both of y'all together can't resolve differences, and it's hard because. A lot of things that play in factor with you making that decision, the biggest one is always time. Okay. So Right, but but here's the thing here's the thing too. Why why are you why is that person still staying in that relationship anyway? You know, are they staying in that relationship? Time. One can be time. Two, they can actually still really be in love with that person. But that person just does a lot of shit that pisses them off and it's just time that they got to go. Or, you know, at what point do you have the conversation, right? And I'm going to ask the chat too. So you have the conversation, you address like, all right, look, I'm not feeling this. And then I guess what? That's, that's a warning. You start writing your, your, your spouse up, putting them on paper, right? <laughs> then you have a conversation again about it. Okay. So is it time to go or do you go to counseling? Or do you sit down and figure out a different way to bring in maybe a third party to help you get past that situation? Or is it time to go? Like, it's a very, it's easy to throw out a top five, but it's like, how deep is it? You know, are you in a relationship where you're getting your ass whooped and you don't know when it's time to go? I, I would you know? always advocate for counseling, but it, it always, the biggest two factors are depending on, depending on the relationship, people stay in it. Um, outside of kids, because kids is a whole different dynamic, but time and money. If if you've invested that amount of time, whether it be marriage or be the long-term relationship, 10, 11, 12, 13 years, some people feel that they don't want to start over again. They don't want to go through that entire process of becoming one with somebody, growing, you know, growing together, and then all of it come, coming to a stop. And then have to separate everything all again. Money, because now you're together, you've been living together, you've been paying bills together. Even if you had to sit separate, you know, bought a house or you got cars or whatever it is, that'll keep you together. And now that entangles your emotions on whether you should do the right thing for you emotionally and spiritually versus, you know, the time and the um, physical aspect of it. And so... Those are the main inhibitors. Like, I, the ones that grew, that, um, our parents, remember they, mm-hmm. always said they stayed together because of the kids. They wanted to keep that family dynamic there, right? I, I always, I always felt like one person just compromised probably just a little bit more than the other person, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 Any, any relationship that you see, Kate Dizzle, that's 30 years in, 20 years in, all right, I'm not going to say every single one, but there had to be to where each person had their run of bullshit. 
And maybe one person had to take the the compromise and, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get through my storm and vice versa. Or maybe one person just dealt with an asshole for 30 years. <laughs> like, like you say, time can be, time can be something. Time can be, a, it can be, a, you know, it can be a motherfucker. Just a, you know, you can start seeing, seeing reality different because you've been doing something for so long and it becomes habit and you become comfortable. Three times done, you think it's worth setting a relationship, then look for counseling, how long also in a relationship. And that's when someone will go out and cheat. Somebody goes out and cheat because they stopped communicating. We talked about it before. Yeah. We talked, we talked about it before. That was last week. Yeah, that was last week. But when you're talking about, um, yeah, the diff, the different generations have different ways of dealing with relationships. And if you look at the newer generation now, they're really not interested in, let me take this back. They're not interested in the traditional relationship. Traditional relationship with traditional men. Because the, because back in the day, women were raised upon the thought of getting married. And a lot of a lot of the right, and and then all of a sudden, a lot of cultures with women would look down upon them if they weren't married at a certain age. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So that that whole traditional lifestyle changed, and now women are, you know, obviously doing a lot more in the society. You know, thankfully, CEOs, bosses doing their own thing, and they're not sitting around waiting to get married. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need you to marry me into into wealth and marry me into a lifestyle when I can do it on my own. So that's what changed a lot of that traditional thinking, in my opinion. Yeah, well, the the planning is there now. Now they're now they're planning their careers. They're you know, if they're going to school, they're going to school. They're getting the job. They're doing their careers. Then they plan out the marriage and the children from there. That's that's the relationship side of it. But the that's the newer generation because so which causes it to be different, meaning time wise. So now that creates an entirely different dynamic when you're talking about the newer generation because you don't get that there's a lot of things that you get in when you're younger in your twenties and you in your twenties that you don't get in your thirties. There's a lot you get in your thirties that you don't get in your forties. Am I saying that right? Yeah. There's a lot of things you should learn in your twenties that that you won't learn until your thirties. There's a lot of things you I'm following you. that you get in your forties. So when when those those generational things change as far as the timeline is concerned, that changes the relationships and dynamic as a entire whole. So getting back to when knowing that the relationship is over goes all about to how we deal with the relationships. And how we handle relationships. Our why is it that every conversation that we have goes back to communication? Hundred percent, because we talk about relationships and communication. We don't know how to effectively communicate. It's 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 it's, it's, it's how you communicate. It's it's when you're communicating. It's what you're communicating, and all of the above. You know what I'm saying? It's like everything you're saying. You you have to have some type of a of, of agreement on in a relationship. You just can't sit out there and I've been coming out with this term a lot, man. Setting boundaries. I'm starting to like hear it like every day, and it's so it's so applicable in a situation. Like you can't expect a person to just ex- you can't expect them to act the way you want them to act without setting an understanding about something and honestly knowing up front. Because if you think you can get away with something or do something. 
And then like, yeah, you're in your relationship and that whole time you thought it was sweet. Then all of a sudden you do it. And then it's like, Hey, what, what, you know, what the fuck? That's, that's part of the, the byproduct of it. Right. And I'm, I'm going to tie that in. If you don't set boundaries, you don't know when too far is too far. And you right. won't be able to understand when it's time to go. There you go. <laughs> Full circle. Man. Full mental abuse is terrible. Mental abuse is worse than physical abuse because that, that right. damages the psyche. But setting boundaries, um, understanding what you're willing to put up with and what you're willing not to, uh, is the biggest part of knowing when it's time to go. Also, a big part is knowing when your shit is out in the front lawn and you're coming home from work. It's time to go <laughs> when your shit is out on the front lawn. I, yeah. <laughs> Don't move it back in. Just pick it up. Back in. Just take it with you. You want to pick up? Yeah, hopefully you know. your shit is not torn up. So it's not uh, waiting to exhale on fire. But see, I used to watch a lot of those relationships, though, man. I used to sit back and watch a lot of my friends just argue and fight and go at it, man. And I, and I was single. And with all the respect, I was like, yeah, you know, y'all are in love and everything's good. But every time we go out, Y'all are going at it. And it's like, it's embarrassing. It's kind of scary. And you got to ask again. And no bleach. Damn. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it's like, you got to ask, why are you still in it? That's the thing. You know, yeah, it's time to go. But on the flip side, why am I still in it? And that's a whole different conversation. Time, money, love. Time, money, love. So, Woo! Look, man, I don't want to dig any deeper than that. I think, I think, um, that was more than scratching the surface. We gotta talk about something like more happy next week, man. All this breaking up shit and cheating on you, cheating on people. What happened to the shout outs, man? Huh? Oh, God. We almost missed the segment. Missed the segment. All right. So, which, hold on. It's a form of sabotage. Sabotage. Self sabotage. <laughs> find yourself. I think, I think you need to find yourself. Yes. <laughs> this week in black business. Let's not forget ever, ever again. We should have did this like 45 minutes ago. But shout out to Young Health for reminding us. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and share yours now. Man, we gotta put our people on, man. That's what we do it for, right? Have who we who we shouting out right now? Not Ro Timmy. Not Ro Timmy. Is that Ro Timmy? Yeah, it is Ro Timmy. We'll be live. Hold on, hold on, hold on. On the all dressed up podcast, man. Ladies, ladies, and more ladies, it's Mister Sexy Nigerian Butterscotch. Oh man, I'm so sad. Because I no longer can be in the streets with Rosemi. We no longer can beat chicks. We no longer can chase the horse. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm also crying because Rosemi asked me for money to invest in something in Nigeria. <laughs> I gave him so much money. Two days later, he has bought a ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coincidence. I don't have any money. And thirdly, actually, no, it's okay because if they name their child butter, 
I will be okay. And if I get to officiate the wedding, it's okay. And the ring is so beautiful, so I'm happy I paid for it. Hey, hey, yo, hey, you know why that was funny? You know what that was funny? When he when he did the accent, he said, ah, and he made the noise at the end. That was hilarious. The partner was like, ah. He missed an opportunity, bro. Oh, missed an man. Hilarious. That's what I'm talking about. They missed an opportunity. Yo. I never even saw that. See, I'm trying to tell you. I'm putting you on to something. So hold on. This big in black business is not wrote Timmy. It's wow. the young half. Who are we putting on today? We are putting on my my cousin's online business, Diamond Downs. It's Gahati.com. It is spelled G-E-H-A-T-I.com. And it's all organic and um, you know, um homemade uh body health care products as far as like soaps and bath products. Everything's natural, great for the skin. Um it's online, it's accessible. I saw when you go on, you get like a fifteen percent off um first first, you know, come discount. But also just like we always say, just let them know that the all dressed up podcast sent you. And again that's Gihadi.com. Gihadi.com. Here it is right here. I'm slow with it right now. Natural whip body butter, aromatherapy shower bombs, multi-purpose air mist. There you go. That's for if you funking up the bathroom, get some multi-purpose air mist. You gotta cover up that funk. Cover up that that funk. Yeah, I need to do that. Whip natural. Look at that, and it's affordable. Hold on, lavender peppermint shower steamer. Hold on, let me get my life together. All right. So reviews are great. Reviews are reviews definitely are great. great on the products. Reviews are phenomenal. Gehati, G-E-H-A-T-I dot com. I am going to shout out the homie from high school. Shout out to Unique Joyce Gibson. You have probably heard of this before, but I'm going to share it with you again. It's a game called Culture Tags. If you haven't seen it, it's a game called uh, Culture Tags where all it is is about whether you know your culture or not given acronyms for words and phrases from the African-American community, like W-H-D-I. What does that mean when you say it? Won't he do it? Stuff like that. Um, this game has been a roaring success. She did it during the pandemic. Um, it's in Target. It's about to be in Walmart. You can get it um, Amazon. She's been everywhere. It's a great... You've probably seen some of the advertisements on your Facebook posts in your Facebook feed. But it's a great game. It's um also for the family. Here's the homie right here. Um it's it came from a Kickstarter campaign from a year ago. She also has a great website called Because of Them We Can where where they take pictures of young children uh in in the wardrobe of great African American authors, poets, activists uh, and everything else to showcase what they did and what they contributed to society. So it's called culturetags.com. You can go to Target, pick it up today, or you can go on Walmart probably next week, but it on Amazon. You can get anywhere, anywhere they sell uh, board games and stuff like that. So shout out to this week's in business, gehadi.com, culture tags. Make sure you support our people and make sure you keep the money in the community. 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 
Come no, that's, 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 that's what it's all about. And, and, you know, that's what we talk about every day. Just, uh, spending money on ourselves and, and buying within ourselves. So, you know, definitely, uh, keep, keep tuning in. Check us out every week because we're definitely going to give somebody that spotlight feature. So if you got anybody that you want us to shout out, you know, send K Dizzle a message. He has his socials up everywhere or hit me up as well. And we'll definitely give, uh, your friends or family an opportunity if they're doing well in our community. So. Give us everybody. A, Young Hef Streams, you can find him everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, same with me. Look, the only reason we do this is because you guys come every week and you guys come support us 110%. Make sure you share it. We're on every Sunday at 9, pending, because we have an older, older audience. Right, Hef? I'm sleepyheads, man. Shout out to the sleepyheads. Shout out to the sleepyheads. But we'll be on every Sunday at 9. We're going to talk about different topics. Next week will be a, a lighter topic than the freaking relationships and communication, even though we need to keep talking about it. We need to do one on mental health. Oh, I yeah. Very, very, we'll very that. much so. so. Very much so. We really appreciate, we really appreciate the chat. Um, you keep us going too throughout the segment. Our show is live, man. So you guys gotta understand we, we prepare, you know, we do prepare for the show, but we really want to include everybody that takes the time out to give us, you know, that time of, of viewership. And you send us a message. We're definitely going to put you on. We appreciate the love. Shout out to Patricia Heflin. Shout out to Malika Shanae. Shout out to. Shout out to 410 Beard, Uncle Witch, the Realities Podcast. I love that podcast. Big P is a hater. (laughs) He got that $50 on the court for you, homie. Hey, look. Three weeks. Think about this. What we'll probably start doing very, very soon is in the stream, we'll pull people from the audience to give their two cents. Why not? You come so live on with an all dressed up podcast. Just be respectful. Don't get kicked out as soon as you get brought in because you will. Somebody will get kicked out. Get sent back. Loose. <laughs> Where's loose lips? <laughs> Somebody gonna get kicked out. We love you. We want to make this fun. We want to make sure you're involved. Please support, share everywhere you can. We thank you. We love you. And we appreciate you again. It's your boy Young Have Streams, Kate Dizzle DC. We will see you next week. Have fun watching that NBA All-Star game and let us know what you think. Love you. Peace. You know They know.